you have to be willing to take risks if you really want to be innovative. Um, and this is something that I think create, it's, it's around creating the right culture at your organization. And so you want to create the culture. I think, you know, one of the roles that, um, as a leader that I've um, really tried to emulate over the years is creating a culture where it's not only okay to take risks and make mistakes, but it's actually celebrated. And so the 10 second memory is really around, you know, you make a mistake and you think about it for a minute, you learn from it, hopefully you actually share it with your colleagues and you move on. And that's really how you're gonna keep that innovative spirit um, going. The B2B Marketing Exchange was created with one goal in mind, to help B2B practitioners across marketing and sales be better at their jobs. Now we're bringing the insights from the stage to your ears. These are the tips and tools you need to succeed. This is the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the B2BMX podcast. I'm Claudia Tarico, and on the line with me, I have my co-host, Kelly Lindenau. And today, we're bringing you back to the Scottsdale stage for a replay of Salesforce's session. It was titled, Five ABM Lessons We Can All Learn from Ted Lasso, Trust Equals Impact. I'm a sucker for pop culture references, so I love that we're replaying this session. I mean, if you're one of the millions of Ted Lasso fans, then you know it's all about establishing trust. And in the B2B industry, we all know trust is a key foundational element of almost everything. Yeah, that's exactly right. So throughout the session, Juliet Randall shares her top five lessons on how to elevate your game and make trust a key component of your ABM program. Juliet covers everything from strategizing and engaging with customers to partnering with sales to act as one integrated team. But that's enough out of us. Let's get to the good stuff. Just quick show of hands. Uh, do we have a lot of Ted Lasso fans in the audience? Okay, awesome, right? What's not to love about Ted Lasso? So uh, I hope I, I do him right as I incorporate some of the humor and some of the quotes that many of you have hopefully seen uh, on the show. Okay, so you know when I think about this first quote from Ted about when he, you know, he starts uh, with the team and, and really talking about the potential, I, I, as we come to uh, Arizona, we're enjoying the beautiful sun. We think about the potential that we have as marketers. And I think there's never really been a greater time to be in ABM and really partnering with sales. And I'm pretty, pretty new in my role. I've been at Salesforce about six months. And I have been blown away, I have to say, by the, by the team, the technology, the collaboration with sales. And uh, I am still uh, in the process of upping my game as well. So I'm gonna share with you what I've learned, um, not only at Salesforce, but prior uh, roles that I've had. And uh, just really excited that you're here. Okay, so one of the, the core things on our topic is trust, and trust equals impact. And you know, I'd, I'd love for you all just to think about you know, your core values and where trust sits in your core values and what that means to you, whether it's you as a person, um, as a marketer, uh, as your company, and what your company stands for. Um, you know, it's something that is really uh, important in sports, it's important in life, it's important um, in building relationships with sales, especially uh, in an ABM role where we are partnered lockstep with sales. And really the goal is we think about trust is, I really consider uh, trust in building the relationship with sales to be table stakes. Uh, really I think where we are taking our game is building that trust with sales so much that they trust us as marketers to come into the meetings with the customer 
and really build that trust with the customer. And that's really embodying um, what trust means in ABM. So I wanted to, to also reference a, a quote from our uh, co-founder, chair, and CEO, Mark Benioff. Um, we have five core values at Salesforce, and trust is number one. And Mark has done an incredible job of really leveraging our platform, um, his role as a business leader um, in the tech community, but also on, on a global uh, stage. So we recently had our um, Team Earth campaign that launched during the Olympics in the Super Bowl. If you saw it, it was a, a Matt McConaughey uh, ad. But really, it is you know thinking about not only you know in in the broader scope what we think about as marketers and building trust with those that we have relationships with, but how that really permeates throughout the organization. And, and I'm just really proud at, at how Mark sets the tone. And it's something um, that I really see him living by in a lot of the internal meetings um, and the way that he just reinforces that. We have uh, at Salesforce what we call our V2 mom, and it's how we set our performance goals at Salesforce. And trust is critical and ingrained in everything that we do. And uh, it's just something that, as I was thinking about ABM, uh, is something that I really wanted to share and, and uh, talk about how that can increase our impact. So I'm going to um, hit a video here. It's going to run for about a minute. And uh, then I'll talk a little bit about our programs um, at Salesforce. OK. So um, I wanted to double click on a few things that are, that are in that video. I thought I would start. Um, with believe and maybe go backwards from there. So, you know, I think as, as marketers, as we really think about what, you know, our core value at, uh, is at, uh, in your role as professional marketers and you think about trust, I think it really just starts with what are your beliefs and what do you believe in? Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in your team? And how do you create that kind of energy and momentum with your team? And so it's something that I've personally taken um, away from watching Ted Lasso. Um, the, the frame that was right before this said, don't you dare settle for fine. And um, what that really means, um, if you've seen the series, you know what it means. But it's really around never settling for just fine. It's really setting your goals and having those ambitious goals so that you can really transform ABM. And it's really what inspired us when we, when we thought about the theme for today and just really the role that trust plays in developing your programs and, and getting all the way to delivering impact with outcomes. Um, we had some numbers that we shared in the video. Um, I'll talk in, in a bit about the, the three R's and how we measure ABM. But you know, for those of you that have come from a demand gen uh, background, um, you know that um, the numbers, the revenue, the marketing attribution, the contribution to pipeline, to the average contract value and closing deals, what your open rates are, all of those touch points along the customer journey are ways that we measure um, our performance as a team. Um, expanding upon that with relationship and reputation, um, I'll talk about in a little bit. But one of the things that when I, um, when I joined Salesforce, phenomenal numbers. I really can't take credit uh, for a lot of those numbers. I'm, I'm six months into the role, and I, I really have an amazing team with, with uh, incredible technology that's really fueling our programs. But one of the things that, as we looked more holistically at our scorecard, it was also um, in the midst of what everyone and all of you have kind of gone through with the pandemic and maybe what you had to do to be here in person, it is, you know, what's going to make you happy? And that's something that we're spending a lot of time in. I mentioned the V2 mom, which, you know, are the ways that we develop our goals for the year. 
but we um, take things like our employee satisfaction score and great leader scores in ways that we measure our leadership as a core part of also measuring um, how to get beyond fine. And uh, so just one thing that I wanted to mention. Okay, so I've got, uh, I've got five quotes here, um, and uh, we'll align them to the five lessons in trust. And um, I'm sure many of you have been in a lot of brainstorming sessions uh, throughout your career. And you know, hopefully those sessions have always kind of started with the ground rules, which are there, is, there are no bad ideas, everyone should come with an open mind, and that's really the way that you get the innovative thinking going. Um, you've probably also been in some sessions where despite having those guidelines or rules, um, there are, is one person or a few people that will shoot down ideas because it's not possible, we don't have the capability, the technology isn't there. And so as, as you as marketers are, are getting to that seat at the table with the, with the account team, you've got your account, um, your account selected, you're in the planning session with sales, um, it's really, you know, how do you, how do you earn that trust and how do you kick things off as a team? So I'm gonna start with the TN trust and uh, talk a bit about teaming because this is really, you know, if you think about how many seconds you have to make a first impression, uh, especially for those marketers that are new to an account. And we find that those accounts that have been with our program uh, for, you know, a, a prior year or two or have experience working with our team, it's an entirely different way to kick off the year than it is with an account that maybe uh, has not done ABM in the past. And there's an onboarding process that goes with that. And so, uh, as, as we think about the fact that, you know, you've probably all heard there's no I in team, um, I really, um, you know, was thinking about some of the analogies with Ted Lasso in, in sports, uh, even beyond soccer. And uh, I don't know how many of you have heard of making the extra pass, but it was something that um, kind of stuck with me, especially um, there's a character in Ted Lasso, Jamie uh, Tart, who is by far the most talented individual player on the team. Um, and it's very similar in many regards to Michael Jordan in basketball. And when COVID was first starting, I don't know if any of you watched uh, The Last Dance, it was a multi-part series on ESPN. I found it fascinating. Love Michael Jordan uh, as a player, learned a lot about him. But one of the things that really um, came across not only in The Last Dance with Michael Jordan and also with Jamie Tart uh, in Ted Lasso is despite being the greatest individual player uh, on the team, you know, and you know, their competitive spirit was such that they always wanted to make the last shot, the winning shot. And you know, I think due to the fact that Phil Jackson was an amazing coach for the Bulls, Ted Lasso is, is a pretty awesome coach in soccer, um, both of them were really able to connect with their star player. And whether that's a marketer, or it's a sales leader, or an, uh, an account executive, it's really breaking through to build that trust. And, and what really came out of some of the coaching that um, Jamie and, and Michael both got from their coaches is you've got to surrender the me for the we. And got them to really think about not making, you know, by not making that extra pass, by always taking the winning shot, not trusting the person on your team to make the shot. It really came down to trust. And the question that was really posed to them is, you know, especially with Michael, because there was a little bit more of the story there, is, you know, what message is that sending to your teammates when you always feel like you have to make the extra shot? And so, you know, just one example is you're thinking about partnering with sales, building that trust, and as you're creating the plans, it's, you know, kind of checking yourself and, and really um, 
even if, if you need to, validating the kind of relationship that you have with sales and that you have that common foundation that's really gonna set you up for success um, throughout your programs. Okay, so um, many of you probably have more buttons than snooze and panic, um, but you've probably all seen the easy button as well. And it's something that's really um, been making a little bit of a, of a rebound or uh, within Salesforce, we call it Salesforce easy. Um, and I think it's really related to never underestimating um, the value of being easy to work with. And you know, as you are thinking about how you partner with sales, you're putting yourself in the shoes of your account executive, it's really thinking through their lens and their eyes, what's in it for me? They've got deadlines, they have quotas, they're thinking through specific things that they need to cover that have you know, really tight deadlines and objectives that they have. And so as you're building your marketing plan and you're wanting to um, put together a really comprehensive account plan, some of which may go you know, further out, it's really also aligning the key milestones on your plans. I know at Salesforce, for example, we leverage Dreamforce. We um, have a world tour. Um, we have a, a Trailforce uh, Trailhead conference that we um, are really involved in. We've got an amazing following of um, Trailheads within Salesforce that are really evangelizing our products and services. Um, but really, you can think about those as your customers as well. And thinking about as you are working to build that trust with sales and being easy to work with, how that's going to help you pay dividends with um, getting your seat at the table with the customer. So um, in terms of just you know, how you're going to get that speed to market, you're thinking about those key milestones that I just mentioned and taking a look at you know, what that plan is. And I think, you know, I've certainly sat in a number of sessions where the customer journey, the, the uh, persona-based uh, buying journeys are critical. You know, we are all seeing uh, the buying committee continue to grow, especially um, during the past two years where, where it used to be a single business decision maker or maybe a few, it's now really expanded and there are also the influencers that you have. So as you're thinking through how you're gonna map out those key milestones and ensuring that you are um, helping to achieve that, you're really thinking holistically, um, not only at the customer that might be at the table, but all of those folks that are influencing um, that decision. Okay, so be a goldfish. Um, I, don't, I actually had to Google at one point if uh, a goldfish was an animal, because I wasn't sure but it is. Um, and you know, I think uh, what we thought of as, as we were reading this quote was really a couple of different things. You, you know, in, in uh, the, the world of a marketer, we have a lot of people that are on a very tight schedule. We work with a lot of executives where you may have a very short window of time to really kind of identify what the program is, what the value proposition is, the kind of investment that you want for your program. And uh, we, were, we were talking about the fact that you, know, you not only have to think about this as a 10 second attention span, which a lot of executives do have, so you have to make it, make it uh, matter with um, how you're articulating um, you know, your window of, uh, of time, but also um, you have to be willing to take risks if you really wanna be innovative. Um, and this is something that I think create, it's, it's around creating the right culture at your organization. And so you wanna create the culture. I think you know, one of the roles that um, as a leader that I've um, really tried to emulate over the years is creating a culture where it's not only okay to take risks and make mistakes, but it's actually celebrated. And so the 10 second memory is really around, you, know, you make a mistake, 
and you think about it for a minute, you learn from it, hopefully you actually share it with your colleagues, and you move on. And that's really how you're gonna keep that innovative spirit um, going. And as, uh, as we think about Unify, it really, you know, it's bringing your vulnerability um, to the table. And if you think about one of the best ways to build trust, it is around being vulnerable. And I have actually uh, just had an experience with someone on my team over the last uh, month who had something that didn't go exactly the way that she had expected. And she took the time to coach a few more junior people on the team and share her experience. And she wasn't worried about uh, being embarrassed about the fact that it didn't go as planned. She was more focused on, hey, what did I learn? How am I gonna do this next time? And how am I gonna share this with a few colleagues on the team so that they can learn vicariously through me and also just learn that it's okay. Right, because I think, especially as we're, we are hiring a lot of really amazing ABMers into our, our organizations, and we certainly have at Salesforce, we've hired a number of uh, marketers just in the last year. Um, you know, a lot of them are, it, it's, they're, they're, they have experience as marketers. A couple of them um, are started as an intern or, or shortly out of college, and they're learning right and they're hungry to learn and they're bringing enthusiasm and and certainly being very digitally savvy and we want to encourage them um, to be vulnerable and that's really something that unifies uh, a team okay so speaking up um, i love this quote from from ted lasso right it's um it's bringing your voice right and i think uh, especially when we have the kind of intelligence and account intelligence that we have today, right? We know what those buyer uh, intent signals are. Um, we know the percent of, uh, I think I heard the latest 70% of the research that's being done by our customers prior to potentially speaking with a salesperson. So we have customers that are really sophisticated and we as marketers have an incredible amount of information. And so really bringing that to the table with sales and doing your homework one of the things um, that we're doing, so we just kicked off um, our fiscal year, and uh, we have just, uh, we're in the process of socializing the accounts that we're selecting for the year with our sales leadership. And one of the first things that we're gonna do prior to going to those kickoff meetings, or maybe in tandem, depending upon how quickly they happen, is we're gonna equip our team and our marketers with account intelligence that really help them understand holistically you know, where that customer is in their maturation um, cycle, what are the key insights, who you know, is on that buying committee, what are the personas, and you know, primarily, what's the problem that they're trying to solve? And then bringing that account, account intelligence um, to the table as a marketer, using your voice, you know, despite the fact that the sales executives that may be in the room know a lot about that customer. They may have uh, been working with that customer for years, but never underestimate the value of what you as marketers have and what you're gonna bring to the table um, to really round out that conversation. That's gonna just continue to um, engage the sales team. You're gonna impress them. You're gonna build trust with that sales team. And that's really what's gonna continue to um, you know, increase your engagement uh, as part of the process. And that kind of leads me to strategize. And, you know, one of the things I mentioned at the very beginning is the fact that um, it's table stakes to be at the uh, table with sales team discussing the account plan, right? We kind of expect to do that nowadays. But what, um, what we really want to do is we as marketers want to take it to the next level, and that means engaging with the customer. And I am, uh, 
proud and actually really impressed with a lot of the marketers that I have on my team who have um, been invited multiple times to take it to the next level. So they're in the meeting with the account team. The account team is sharing the plan. They, are, they not only have a seat at the table, but they're a part of the team. And as the, we're bringing the intelligence and we're sharing information and helping to develop the messaging, the value proposition, you know, really what our solution is to what the customer's business challenge is, um, we've had many circumstances. I've been invited to a couple of them recently where the ABMer is attending the meeting with the customer directly. And we've had examples of um, sitting down and they actually want to hear about our ABM program because they're looking at some of our products for ABM. We've also had situations where um, they just want to brainstorm and we've developed storyboards or we've developed a, a customer journey, you know, to really think about, for example, in retail and um, have a number of retail and, and consumer goods customers and who are really, you know, wanting to think through and understand how we as marketers are really, you know, marketing our products and how they can do it in a more, more of a one-to-one a -one personalized um, way and, and especially in this hybrid world with a hybrid um, digital and physical. I think the other thing that um, this demonstrates is by being at the table, it's putting the value proposition in action or it's really embodying the value proposition. And I think that um, when you're there, and certainly this is the feedback that I've received from marketers on my team, is number one, they're just thrilled to be there, right? They know that the AE trusts them, they've invited them to meet with the customer. They, they have such a better idea of what those customer challenges are, which then puts them in just this amazing position to refine the messaging, to think about the content and what those different touch points are, and to even hear from the different customers and understanding more of, hey, the chief marketing officer is interested in this, but the procurement officer are bringing up these three really good points. So we really need to think more holistically about the individuals that are on that buying decision um, kind of journey. And, and then really target them with the right message at the right time in the right channel. So whether it's digital advertising or thought leadership or content that we're equipping the sales team with, we are that much um, more informed. And I think it, it not only creates confidence in, in the marketing team, but just much richer content that's really resonating. And I, mean, I think one of the things um, that was shared in the video, the 55% open rate, for example, on email, that's something that is has just increased exponentially over um, the last year. And that has really been um, some of the fruition of some of the work that the, that the team has done. Okay, so um, I may be going a little faster. We might have time for a few questions at the end. I've just got a few slides left. Um, so saddle up. Um, this quote here was uh, the last quote on the video. Um, it's something that's probably my favorite quote. And it's really around, you know, uh, leads me to really how we're going to transform ABM and transformation for any of you that are in the middle of it or have transformed a program uh, in a prior role. Uh, transformation is not easy. It's something that really takes a lot of grit. You got to bring your resilience to the game and really be prepared for the bumps that are in the road. And um, it's something that, that uh, as uh, we're going through some training on my team, we recently had a, uh, a course that's a three-part course that we're taking on storytelling. And, you know, I think um, as we're telling our stories, whether it's stories that we're sharing with sales as to how to really pitch um, 
an idea for a campaign or conversations that we're having with customers, you know, how we tell that story um, really starts with the mindset that we have. And so it kind of comes back to that be a goldfish, have that 10 second memory. If you get bumped off the horse um, and you're picking yourself back up, the more frequently that you do that, the easier it is uh, to get up. Uh, so speaking on, on transformation, um, this is really when um, we've got the seat at the table with the customer and our goal as marketers is to really help to enable sales, right, to help win the deal. But it's really at the, at the end of the day, we want our customers to be wildly successful and so successful in fact that they become advocates and they evangelize um, because of the outcomes that we've delivered or the results that they have. And sometimes those are really immediate results depending upon you know, what their goals are. But over time, you know, as we're deepening the relationship with the customer and helping to personalize it more and helping them with their customers, it's really helping them to transform their, their programs. And um, we, this is, a, this is a, a goal that we have as an as a ABM marketing team. Uh, certainly is a goal at Salesforce. We're focused on customer success. Um, and as we think about how to capture those, those moments uh, that matter, on the video there were five quotes um, on there, and those were actually taken from interviews with our AEs um, that we're really gonna try to standardize. So as we help to win deals, um, capturing the, the account executive in the moment when they're really excited about the, the deal that they just won and really thinking about what that story is and what the story might be from that account executive internally and how we can really leverage that as a testimonial campaign, um, which I've also done in a prior life, which is really effective, right? When you have either the customer telling the story as a storyteller or internally you have sales executives that are telling the story about how transformational ABM was, how critical it was to winning the deal. And so that's something that we're kind of infusing into our brag book or um, into our playbook. And um, we can then share those, not only um, potentially with other AEs, but with our leadership team and also with our, with our colleagues, especially as I mentioned when we're hiring um, newer ABMers uh, to the team. Uh, that's very inspirational for them to hear in the words of the sales team what the uh, ABM program has meant to them and has done for them. So, um, you know, as we think about transforming ABM, you know, what gets measured uh, gets done. And I mentioned the three R's earlier and some of the numbers that were in our video around revenue. Um, you know, reputation and, and relationship is also uh, really what rounds out um, how we develop that scorecard for ABM. Um, at Salesforce, I also mentioned just the happiness factor, and that's something that we also holistically look at, um, and it's something that we measure. But as it uh, relates to how we read out to leadership on how effective and, and uh, our ABM programs are and what the campaign performance is, it's also um, a way to look at it more holistically. We have a lot of muscle memory um, at our organization around some of the very traditional KPIs that are related to revenue and helping to, to close deals, increase win rates, um, increase in our average contract value on sales. Um, but we, are, we really have a lot of rigor around how we are measuring and looking at reputation and looking at relationships because the way that we influence ABM, I was, I was recently having a conversation with someone about our scorecard. And um, we have a Tableau dashboard. We're really lucky to have a lot of visual dashboards to, to uh, illustrate the performance of our campaigns. And in, um, in a recent conversation, we had a, um, 
you know, a view that we had of a campaign and we were looking at the, at the performance of the campaign and we were actually really looking at it to say, hey, what are, what are the leading indicators? What can we modify with this campaign to really help take this to the next level? What's our next best action given this kind of response rate? And, you know, one of the things um, that we talked about was we absolutely have our scorecard on the ABM campaigns that we're running, that we have the investment for, that we've funded, that we're running. But the role of the, the ABMers at Salesforce have a much broader role in influencing what's happening at that account. We work in partnership with the industry marketing team, with the uh, product marketing team, with our regional marketing teams, and those that are doing traditional field marketing or, or demand generation. And it's around the orchestration of a lot of that content. And you know, really large companies, content uh, is king. There's a plethora of content that's out there. I think the biggest challenge that we have is actually seeing the kind of content that's out there and helping to kind of organize it and get it in, getting it into a repository or a framework that we can actually leverage it. So we can then tailor, tailor that and make that um, more available. Um, We've just uh, hired a new leader for our global COE, uh, Danny Nail, who's in the room. And that's really one of the, the, the reasons that he is here is to help take that globally, to make our global COE scalable, to standardize it, and to actually share a lot of the content across the regions at the industry level or the account level, and helping to get us to that 80% um, ready so that we can in a very, um, you know, leveraging and focused on that speed to market, flip that content, customize it for the very specific account needs, and then tailor it from there um, with a lot of efficiency. So I think this might be my last slide other than a, uh, a closer. Um, so I can't spell ambition without ABM. We've had this tagline uh, for the last few months. It's been on a cover slide of some of our internal meetings. And I actually just had a one-on-one -on -one with my boss uh, yesterday. And she asked me about this phrase, and she said, I love this phrase, but I'm curious, what does it mean? And I had to think about it for a second myself, and I said, well, it really focuses on what the role of ABM is in helping our customers achieve their ambitions. So our sales teams obviously have their ambitions in terms of their goals and their targets and, and what they're focused on, but at the end of the day, it's, it all comes down to the customer and helping the customer achieve you know, the outcomes that they are focused on. And... Um, it's something that, uh, as we were talking through, um, it reminded me, right, and I'm always learning as well, the, uh, the importance of making sure that something so simple that sounds really catchy, let's say, um, is that the, nar the narrative is there and that we're, we're taking every opportunity to communicate that with folks on our team and thinking through what the meaning might be of something that we have um, in a campaign. It could be a really... Um, great headline, but also just making sure that we're communicating as a team. And so the three points that are, are below here, just to kind of recap, so as you're thinking about elevating your game, I think it's really about setting your goals beyond just building that relationship with sales and having the seat at the table. Really have the goals and aspirations be to have the ABMer at the customer's table um, and reaching a point where trust is, is so strong that the customer really wants uh, to become that advocate. Um, once you've solidified that trust, that's really when you're gonna hit impact. And you know, the make the extra pass is, um, I shared the example around 
um, partnering with sales, but I think that same analogy can be used with partnering with the industry marketing team or other marketing teams that we have. Um, you know, we are all um, looking, especially with all of the data and the AI that we have around our marketing performance, everyone wants to optimize um, their performance. And so we're looking for very synergistic ways to partner with um, our colleagues and that make that extra pass might also apply to how we are partnering uh, with some of our marketing colleagues within Salesforce. Um, lastly, this is a, a slide from Dreamforce in New York. It was the first time I had actually met a number um, of the people on my team. And uh, this photo was taken at a Salesforce Innovation Center. Um, we have an executive engagement program that is run by um, a very close um, team that uh, works in tandem with the ABM team. And that's a perfect example, as you know, I mentioned passing the ball, of really tapping into the amazing resources that um, we have to create a very high-touch curated experience at an event like Dreamforce where we have an executive track. And um, that, that team does a phenomenal job of, of creating um, the right messaging, the right tools to equip our sales and account teams and really our uh, executive leadership team with the information that they need to have a really engaging, rich conversation with our customers. Um, and they happen to be probably the closest partner in working with ABM. And we are able then to bring the customers there and help them tailor it one step further for very specific accounts, for deals that we may have um, you know, very close um, to late stage in our pipeline that we wanna close. And uh, you know the, the quote there is really, um, you can't say impossible, you say impossible, but all I hear is I'm possible. And I think that just kind of leads us to believe. And you know, the Ted Lasso quote, and uh, this is something um, that you know, I believe, right? Um, and I think it's believing not only in yourself, but your team and building that trust. So, um, with that, I had a slide on biscuit time. I know we're going to happy hour. Um, I hope that, um, you know, it has the quote there with living in the present is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Um, enjoy Arizona. It's beautiful. I don't think we could have had a better time of year to be in Arizona. Um, you know, enjoy the happy hour and, and networking and, and thanks for your time. Wow, I mean, that just really highlighted how foundational trust is in executing ABM programs and building customer relationships. If that's not the strongest case to enhance your ABM strategy, then I don't know what is. Absolutely. So that's a wrap on Juliet Randall and episode 10. Thank you all so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to ensure you're looped in for future episodes or available on your podcast player of choice. And of course, don't forget to connect with us on Twitter and LinkedIn to share your thoughts and let us know who else you'd like to hear from. Thanks again for tuning in today, folks. Have a good one.